Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi Sarah, hi Kirby. Welcome to Gloss Angeles. Hi guys. So if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do and leave us a review while you're at it. Also, you can listen to us on Stitcher and Spotify as well as all major podcast platforms. And we are also on all of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our Instagram is at Gloss underscore Angeles. Our Facebook group is Gloss Angeles. Just search for us, answer a few little questions, and then join the group. And then follow us on our Twitter at, at Gloss Angeles Pod. Okay, guys. So... I don't know if you can tell from our voices, but we're very excited because today is a very special episode. We have a major Los Angeles guest joining us today. Major. You know her from one of the best Netflix shows on the network's history. She is a style icon. She's an award show red carpet legend, legendary. And aside from acting, she's done some incredibly important work as an activist fighting for equality on behalf of the LGBTQ plus community. Please help us welcome Laverne Cox. Oh my God. I feel like I have to live up to that incredible introduction. Oh Thank my you. gosh. Well, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, now you have to sit here while yeah. we compliment you for one more minute. She is an Emmy nominated actress, Emmy winning documentary film producer, SAG Award winner, and an equal rights advocate and activist. You've seen her work in Orange is the New Black, Doubt, The Mindy Project, Dear White People, most recently, A Black Lady Sketch Show, and soon in <laughs> Jolt with Kate Beckinsale. She's the first openly transgender person to appear on the covers of Time, Cosmo, and Essence, to name a few, and has been the face of countless campaigns, including Beyonce's Ivy Park line. And Laverne is on our show today to chat about a new, very important partnership, and we couldn't be more thrilled to have her on. Yay! So thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Of wow. course. You've worked so hard for it. We have to, you know, take the time to <sighs> yeah. give you some kudos. It, it, it reminds me of how busy I've been in the past six years. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm ready for a vacation. It's actually. noted. I Everyone need to plan attention. a vacation, yes, for sure. <laughs> okay, Laverne, so every episode, we kick things off by talking about one beauty product that is on our face, and the segment is called What's, what's on, on Your, your face? face? So we're going to start just to show you how it works. So, Sarah, what's on your face? Okay, so Kirby and I went to a La Mer dinner last night, and they are... Fancy. Re- yeah, I know. It was fabulous. Real fancy. They're relaunching their regenerating serum, which came out 10 years ago, but she's got a new formula, updated version. Uh, they have a new proprietary blend, which is their metabolic ferment, which I can't explain to you the science behind it, but I will tell you that it's supposed to help boost your natural collagen more and help make look, make your skin look firmer. Not that you need it because we're going to dive into what you're doing with your skin because you look incredible. Yes. Um, and it's supposed to help with redness, inflammation, make your skin feel firmer. And then with the Miracle Broth, it's supposed to help protect against environmental stressors. So pollution, bad vibes. Yeah, those things. Totally. And, you know, this it's been around for right. a while. They're just reformulating the exactly. serum. So I can't wait to try it. I'm a fan. Kim Kardashian's a fan. Okay, great. Yeah. So is it on your face right now? It's on my face right now. I used it so last is it night. like you put it on like before makeup? Yes. Or? So okay. it's, it's like a lotion serum. It's a thick, thicker than like a regular serum. So you're supposed to put it underneath your moisturizer. But I like it so far. So 
Check nice. in with me in 30 days. Okay, great. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Kirby, what's on your face? Okay, so House Laboratories launched Lady Gaga's yes. brand. Okay. We put went, your paws up. Yeah. <laughs> Monsters, put your paws up. So we went to the launch party on Monday. Um, it was, I saw it all over my Instagram. I was right? like, why am I not there? Because I had was somewhere else. Yeah. I had plans. Yeah, Seriously. and she, she would have wanted she you to be there. She would have to have you there. But honestly, it was one of the best launch parties I think I've ever been a part of. And yeah. what's on my face is I'm actually wearing her liquid liner. It's called Eye Liner because she said that makeup is a lie we all want to believe and wish that we actually looked like. So I, I that love was Lady cute. Gaga. Makeup is a lie. We tell ourselves that we all want to believe. Yes. Is that what she said? Yes. Yes, Gaga. I know. <laughs> Isn't she the best? So I live for Lady Gaga. I think I will never <laughs> stop living for Lady Gaga. I just thank you, Gaga. Yeah, we're gonna like congrats, house congrats and stuff. Gaga. That's so mage. Yeah. So, so she mage. makes this amazing liquid eyeliner. It's super matte, super black, and very fluid. So if you're ever doing like a wings liner, you know how difficult it is. Yeah. But she also did a collaboration with this brand called Face Lace, and hmm. she made these little stickers. So my wing right here is a sticker. Oh, I could yeah. peel it right off for you. Oh my god! But I'm not going to because you know okay. I don't want to. And don't it comes in different face. shapes and sizes, and you can also cut them. So you just take it off and stick it on. Stick it right mm -hmm. on. I wore them yesterday. Lasted like 18 hours, basically. Amazing. It was yeah. fabulous. And so what I do is I put them on. I get them right. My eyes are not perfectly symmetrical. They're sisters, not twins. So no, no people's yeah. eyes are. I don't think. <laughs> so I adjust them, and then I use the eyeliner to connect them on my actual lash line. And I took a video on my Instagram and showed me peeling it off at the end of the night, and people yeah. were freaking out. And so I think it's kind of genius, because you know Gaga, she loves to play with shapes. She loves to play with masks and stuff. So this is like a way that you can kind of wear a mask-like yeah. product every single day. It's also like easy cleanup. Just yeah. take it off at the end of the night. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about getting them equal. On each and side. eyeliner too, taking off eyeliner, it gets it can get in your eyes and get on your contact lens. Totally. Wow, it's kind of genius actually. Yeah. Work gaga. So Laverne, what is on your face? Okay, so I did not do my own makeup today because <laughs> I it's it's a it's a work day, so I have people do it. And um Deja Smith, I'll I have amazing makeup artists that I work with, but Deja is like my OG. We've been together for six years now and she's so busy she's now an emmy nominated makeup artist she got an emmy nomination for her work on pose and so it's hard to get her <laughs> but i got her today and she used this lip gloss called votre new it's a lip luster in all night long apparently Ooh. that is the um like yeah votre new i guess is the brand it looks beautiful um, thank you so that is what is on there's a bunch of things on my face right now. But that is um, one thing I'll talk about because it's red and we're here talking about the collaboration with Band-Aid and Red and I'm so excited about that. So yeah. Votre New. And I Votre New is just a lovely, I love French, so. And it's it's like, it's a gloss, right? Yes. So it's like, it you know, makes your lips even look more, like more plump. Mm. The red isn't too stark though. Like mm -hmm. it's yeah. just, it almost looks like a stain. It's really and it's not sticky. Looking. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if we've worn this brand before because I don't always, always ask Deja what I'm wearing but like a lot of times lip glosses get sticky and like they get caught in my hair like mm -hmm. so I don't like gloss a lot and I was like and Deja said um, we're gonna do glossy and I was like oh even when I have short hair it can get stuck in my hair and then it like drags the gloss so this isn't sticky and I don't feel like it's gonna get caught my hair's gonna get caught so it's like it's moisturizing because sometimes to, to be honest with you I don't actually like wearing lipstick so I, I, I don't, I wear lipstick for work yep. when I have to, mm -hmm. but I don't like the feeling of a lipstick, mm -hmm. but there's certain brands that are very moisturizing. This is, was a few and I, 
shouting out yeah. brands who, yeah. who are not paying me. But there's a few <laughs> brands. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it real over here. Um, we love keeping it. it really real. But no, there's a, a lot of lipstick just feels... I just don't like the way it feels on me. It yeah. doesn't feel moisturizing. And it just feels like I just want to get it off. That's like the first thing I take off. And I'll I'll literally like be done with my day of work and I'll take my lipstick off and keep the rest of my face on, but I just don't want anything on my lips. Right. And honestly, I feel like whatever this is, I don't, I've never heard of it before. Tasia <laughs> just put it on my list. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like, I love like something that feels like a moisturizer yep, totally. on my lips. Mm-hmm. And this so far feels that way. Yeah, it looks like it's like a balmy gloss, like a mix between the two and it just looks amazing. Sarah's so good at wearing lipstick. I'm similar to you. I like, I'll do a gloss sometimes but I don't really like wearing a lot of lipstick on my lips but Pat McGrath Labs actually makes an amazing lip balm. That was the brand I was going to (laughs) mention. But I was like, no, no, no. It's like, I I mean, you know, I don't, when, when Deja used it on me, she used the lipstick on me and I was like, this feels like lip balm. Mm-hmm. It feels like how does I don't like I don't know. And it how. looks like a lipstick, so you still kind of have this luxe moment of you know a, she applied it to you, but like the packaging is insane. The bullet's gorgeous. gorgeous. It's like a revelation what Pat McGrath is doing because the, li- the lipstick is amazing, but then like the eyeshadows are gorgeous and like the foundation, everything is like really on point. And <sighs> I and I think too because sometimes like I get a, have people do my makeup a lot and I don't ask what they're you I don't totally. like sometimes like because so, I'm trying to get better at doing my own makeup so I'll ask like what this foundation is I'm, I'm a stickler with skin and so and getting that right on myself is still a, a work in progress so I'll ask about that but I don't often ask about oh what's the lipstick or what's the list but when she put the lipstick on I was like oh my god what is this because it <laughs> didn't feel like lipstick and the eyeshadows I mean if you just follow Pat on Instagram yeah. it's like the eyeshadows it's are so, so mesmerizing to watch pigmented and it's just it's like it feels like there's a revolution or something going on with her company it's just so there is a revolution what's brilliant is that she's this legendary makeup artist who's been doing it for so long and has really and a lot of people have makeup lines out but she Mm -hmm. really it's it's just so exciting that she's doing so well and it's so good what she's doing is so good a billion dollars I mean the proof is in the pudding she's been around forever decades you know when when she talks people listen and it's because she has that authority we're huge fans of mother we love her we call her mother you call her mother (laughs) hi Pat and this is like no one's you know telling us to say this but it's just it's just so good yep it's really good congratulations Pat you have I don't know what she does with that lipstick that's insane (laughs) Because I, I don't like lipstick. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, girl. I'm like, work. More, more. <laughs> okay, um, so you actually touched on this. Yes, but we want to dive into it a little bit deeper, obviously. For beauty news, we have a segment where we, you know, touch on uh, what's happening in the beauty world. And we want to talk about your partnership with Band-Aid. So yeah. can you tell us how this came to be and what it's all about? Well, when um, so Band-Aid has partnered with Red, and Red has been, uh, as many of you know, has been involved since 2006 with partnering with different brands to in the um, HIV AIDS epidemic globally, specifically in Sub-Saharan Africa. They partnered with the Global Fund to um, provide money and for prevention, for care, etc. And so Red is partnered with Band-Aid and they created these really dope, I'm wearing one of them, these really dope Band-Aids. We have Band-Aids in our medicine cabinets anyway. I know I do. We all have Band-Aids, right? And we use them and they're synonymous with caring for ourselves and caring for each other. And so a Band-Aid is collaborating with Red to create these incredible red band-aids that are pretty chic, I think. Yeah. And you 
buy a box of um, red band-aids at your CVS and that purchase can go towards a day's worth of medication for someone who's living with HIV and AIDS wow. in Sub-Saharan Africa. What the Global Fund does is they fund these incredible organizations that deal with prevention, education, providing medication for people who are living with HIV and prevention as well in Sub-Saharan Africa. So what is so exciting for me, there's a lot of things that are exciting for me about this, is that one of the things is that HIV AIDS has been has impacted my life in a really significant way. I've had friends who, I have many friends who are HIV positive, who are living with a diagnosis today, and they're incredible people, still face a lot of stigma around that, but they're awesome people, and I just wanted to do something to celebrate them and just let them know I love them and support them. And I've lost um, friends and family friends to uh, HIV AIDS, and there's not ever enough that we can really do until this disease has ended. dear friend of mine many years ago, we found out they were in the hospital and we were like, what's going on? And we found out, we didn't know until after they died that they had HIV, that they had AIDS. And they didn't want anyone to know. And so they didn't seek treatment because of the stigma. They didn't want folks to just think, you know, think horrible things about them. So they didn't go and get treated and they ended up dying and you don't have to die from HIV anymore. It is not a death sentence, but you have to have access to medication and then you have to be able to get over the stigma enough to go and get tested and get treatment if there is access. So the wonderful thing about what RED is doing and now in partnership with Band-Aid is that for all of us who in the world right now who think that there's so many horrible, awful things going on and we don't know what to do and we feel hopeless there's something we can do about this. There is something we can do right now. We can just go and buy a box of red Band-Aids at CVS and make a difference in the lives of people in Sub-Saharan Africa. We can work to end this together. We can band together. Hashtag band together. What we're doing is encouraging people to, once they purchase their red Band-Aids at CVS, is to um, take a lovely selfie of yourself. I'm doing it later. We've already taken some pictures. We're going to take some more. And take your picture (laughs) Post it on Instagram or social media and say hashtag with hashtag band together and encourage your friends and um, family to do it as well. And we can start a thing. And then for me, it's important to not just post, but if you can start a conversation with the people in your lives, with your friends, with your family about what they think about HIV AIDS. Now, a lot of people don't know that if a person who is HIV positive is on their medication, they become their viral load is undetectable, that it is nearly impossible to transmit that virus to someone that they um, are in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people don't know that. And so just knowing that can begin to lift some of that stigma around HIV AIDS. And then thinking critically, too, about some of the language we use. A dear friend of mine years ago, who is HIV positive and a brilliant AIDS activist, we were having a conversation and he said to me, you know, even the language of like, you know, people on dating apps, like, are you clean or whatever? And like, even that language is like, are you clean? Does that mean someone who has HIV is dirty? Right. So that Mm. even thinking, it's not about being politically correct or censoring language, but how do we have a different conversation with it so we can lift the stigma so that people will go and get tested and not feel ashamed about um, a diagnosis and get the help that they need. And then for the people who are out there, there are over um, 30 million people living with HIV in the world right now. And so 
for those 30 million people, they should not have a stigma attached to that diagnosis. We don't stigmatize people with cancer. Right. Yep. So we should stop doing that with yeah. HIV and AIDS. Okay, so everyone go to your CVS, clear out the shelves. Everyone yes. needs a band-aid. Share them Hello. with your friends, start a conversation, and then wear them as chicly as Laverne is, which you can't see what she's or how she's wearing it, but she has it on her arm. Yep. Yes. Matches her lovely red blazer. Thank I you. have a feeling we're going home with some. Yeah, like so all over underneath. We'll be able to yes. like Nelly show off on the, the gram. But thank you, Laverne, yeah. for using your platform to talk about this. You know, it's like buying these band it's a no-brainer in totally. my opinion. Go buy the band-aids, help someone that yeah. desperately needs it. You're gonna need mm-hmm. band-aids anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And band-aids are synonymous with caring for yourself and caring for others. I love that. Right? Yep. There's so many moments in, in my life where I've, you know, we've had a band-aid, you know. Yeah. I was two ex-boyfriends ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were um, coming, we were leaving, we were getting into a cab in New York City, and the cab like backed up and backed over the heel of his shoe <gasps> with his foot. And he screams and like this my he was Canadian and super mild mannered and he starts screaming at the cab driver and cursing at him and I was just like I'd never seen him this angry yeah. and he, he was like the cab just ran over my heel I was like oh my god are you okay and then we, like, I was like do we need to go to the emergency room he's like he was still walking he was fine so we get home and like I you know I disinfected and I put a band- couple yeah. band-aids on it because yeah. it was like you know it was amazing that he wasn't it wasn't worse but it's just this thing that we we do in our lives, right? Totally. We, you know, someone needs something, we put a Band-Aid on it, yep. you know? And so we can do that by, you know, we can purchase our red Band-Aids and then we can be putting Band-Aids on this disease and this virus in Sub-Saharan Africa for a lot of people, which is pretty that. amazing. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. We're so excited yeah. that you're, like I said earlier, using your platform to discuss this. And like you said, you know, erase the stigma. That's like talking about it mm-hmm. makes it more of a common conversation and we're not having to worry about the stigma that's still around it. So right. thank you so much for, for talking to us about it. Absolutely. So now we're going to dive in to, you know, we sat down and thought about, okay, we have Laverne Cox. Like, what, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> like, this is a loaded question. Like, how do we get everything we want to ask her into this time slot? But we're going to do it. We're both just really big fans of yours. And so, you. Um, you know, we were talking to somebody downstairs and, you know, Laverne looks so amazing. Like, we can't wait to ask her her skincare s- secrets. And then they said, oh, yeah. And, like, she was talking about how old she is. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, I, you're 47. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, I can't believe that like I didn't a year ago. I would have like gone into convulsions if someone like said that to my face. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm 47. The only reason I am even bringing it up because I would never is they were saying how confident you are and saying that. And truly, I feel like I've been living under a rock because I was like, yeah, Laverne's 32. I'm 32. I'm like Laverne's 32, 32, right? Like we grew up together. (laughs) Like (laughs) you know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, no, I just started talking about my age, and for a while, I for so for years, right? I even on dating apps, like I, you have to put an age on a dating app, and then I would like meet a guy, and like I would be like, I'm not the age on my dating on my profile. I don't discuss my age. If that's a problem, we don't have to date. I understand. And then, like, a guy, some guys needed to know the age, and some guys, you know, were cool with, yeah, we're usually cool with, like, not knowing. Yeah. But that's how I would approach it. And then in the media, I never confirmed or denied an age. So we've never confirmed or denied it. And so there's um, a couple different ages on Google. And I don't know... <laughs> How that I really don't know how that happened, and I yeah. literally and I talked to my publicist. Look, we've never confirmed mm-hmm. any age, but then like one website had it, and then people started printing like my real age, and then I was sort of like had all these all this anxiety about it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, 
I need to free myself of this. And so a, over a year ago, I started talking to yeah, like two years ago, I started talking to my therapist about like, how do I begin to grapple with this? And so I had to start to unpack all of, of the story, the story I told myself around my age and what it meant. Mm. And a lot of the story was I'm not dateable, I'm not effable, and <laughs> I'm not hireable over a certain age. And that age was actually 30, right? So for since for about since at least 2001, 2002, I've been cagey about my age. It's a really long time. Wow. It's a really long time to be like, you know, over 21. That was my official age. Uh, <laughs> no, for, for real. It's hard out here for an actress. Over yes. 21 was my official age. And literally, the first time the New York Times interviewed me in 2010, they were like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, I'm over 21. And they were like, no, we need to know. And I was like, over 21. It's not about how old I am. It's about how old I can play. And then like a few weeks later, they call me and they're like, we're fact checking. And we really need to know how old you are. And I said, I'm over 21. (laughs) And the article runs. It was an article on um, this acting class that I was in. And there was a picture of me. And in the caption, it had Laverne Cox over 21. (laughs) That's amazing. That's Wait. what's on your IMDb page? Yeah. No, that's not. IMDb has 47, you know, has 1972. Yeah. And so, but no, for a long time, I had this story in my head about sort of being finished after a certain age. And so I needed to like not, I don't like lying, but not, you know, disclose. Mm-hmm. And I had to let that go because my age was sort of out, sort of out there. There were mixed, you know, some people thought I was 32 and some people like, then there was different ages. And yeah. so I had to like make peace with it. And the wonderful thing about it is that owning my age is like, it's like, there's no one. I, I Now when someone says my age, I'm not like cringing and I'm not like, I'm just like, it is what it is. Yeah. And I really have started thinking about it. Like if someone is going to, like years ago, I got to the place with being trans with particularly with dating or with anything where I was like, if someone's going to reject me for being trans, I want to know right away. So I would, mm-hmm. you know, I meet a guy and like, if I didn't feel like it was safe to tell him like when I met him and when he texted me or whatever, I'd be like, you know, I'm trans. Right. Or sometimes even in the club back in the day, I'd be like, you know, I'm trans. Right. And they would know sometimes and sometimes they would know and sometimes they'd be fine with me being trans and we still date or whatever and then sometimes they'd be like thanks for telling me and they would move on and I would I'm like if you're going to reject me for my transness I want to know right now so I don't like get attached or whatever right. and it's kind of the same thing with the age if like, like people are probably going to find out my age eventually if like I'm in a relationship with them or if I'm in a, in a job with them they're going to probably going to find out and so if they're going to reject me then you know I can say that now you know because I get to be a working actress for however long um, I get to work but it, there is some there's anxiety about being you know 47 and being in Hollywood and all the things that the difficulties that we hear about with being over 40 and working but there's so many amazing women now who are so inspiring to me Angela Bassett is 60 years old yep. yes. and is arguably having the like she moment so of her career she's like at the height of her career now mm-hmm. and I was talking about her and I think the times have caught up with Angela Bassett mm-hmm. Angela Bassett was sort of a, ahead of her time and now at 60 how isn't that beautiful yeah so beautiful I see her and I'm just like Yes. And Viola Davis is in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And just all these amazing women who are, are changing the game. Right. And so, you know. And by you embracing your age and being confident and showing that to your fans and your followers, it empowers other women as well. Exactly. So 
Cool. Well, good. <laughs> a lot of it right now is about empowering myself. And I, when I started, I started practicing just on stage, saying my age, you know, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year. And the first few times I thought I was going to die, you know. And now it's like, it's, it gets easier. Yeah. And I yep. think that's, that's with anything that you have shame about that you have been holding on to. When you speak it and let it go, it, you, it, you take the power away. It's not, it no longer has power over me yeah. today in this moment, which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens in a few years. But um, in this moment, I mean, I'm three years away from 50. Girl. You look incredible. I mean, so. I, and like I said earlier, I was just jaw on the floor. So you're doing something right, obviously. Killing but, it in your career. like. Thank you. But I, also, you know, Sarah and I, we write about beauty all the time. And for, for me personally, I'm sure you feel the same way. I love writing about Angela Bassett. I want to write about not only how beautiful she is, but like what she's been doing to mm-hmm. take care of herself. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like that's effort, too. And giving my mom, especially my mom's 61 and she wants she feels alienated in this industry. You know Mm. what I mean? She feels like, you know, they're catering to people that are either super, super young or like this millennial old millennial title. And and she is old millennial. So apparently if you're born like after 80, it's like 86 to 92 is considered old millennial. I'm 86. You're 87. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Another another word to make women feel bad about themselves. Right. But, you know, my mom talks about that a lot how she feels alienated but then when i write about yeah. an angela bassett these women that were so christy born, brinkley yeah, yeah. christy oh my brinkley. god christy brinkley yeah. wow Jesus. yeah you know these women <laughs> and cindy crawford yeah and they yeah. talk and they talk yeah. about their age my mom's like you know what i'm proud of that i'm yeah, proud yeah. that i've lived this long i'm proud that i have you know a yes. family i'm proud that i've worked my butt off to get to where i am so it is a badge of honor to 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 still be on the planet you know exactly and to, and to hopefully have learned something and the right. wonderful thing about being my age is that I have learned something in this time. I just haven't been dilly-dallying, if anyone (laughs) says that anymore, that I've been learning and working on myself. And so I I, I come with so much wisdom and experience and I'm that's valuable. Yeah, totally. So then to take it a little bit lighter. Yes. What would you say is the best skincare tip you've learned over maybe the beginning of your career to now? Is there something that you stick with? Not the person to talk about skincare, I think, because, you know, the thing is, and the reason is because I think, you know, I think a lot of this is genetic. You know, I I moisturize. I keep it really simple. I moisturize and I use an eye cream. I have really like really puffy under my eyes and I kind of always have been mm-hmm. and um, they say as you get older like, sort of fat under here mm-hmm. sort of deteriorates or whatever and that's why people get fillers I have not had a filler yet Girl, I don't do Botox I'm not opposed I'm, I kind of am opposed to filler for actors honestly like mm-hmm. for me like mm-hmm. I, other people can do whatever they want but I you know I actually oh lord I'm going to tell you the story <laughs> a year ago I was like because I was the puffiness in my eyes and Deja's amazing at like hiding at my makeup artist and I was just so frustrated and I was just like maybe I should go in and I went to the this doctor that her girlfriend suggested. And I was like, okay, is there something I can do? And I didn't really want to get a filler. And he was, I was like, is there a Botox? I was like, maybe that's better. And then he was like, filler's really the only way to do it. And he sort of talked me into it. And I was like, okay, let me like breathe. And he was just going to give me a very little bit of filler under my eyes, Uh um, right? And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, let me just center myself. And I did some deep (laughs) breathing. I'm meditating now. So I did some deep breathing and I was I open my eyes and I run out of the room. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I swear to you, I'm running out of the guys. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I do it to pay you something. I'm sorry. I wasted your time. And I run out of the office. That reminds me of just 
I was just so scared that I didn't want to look yeah. like, I mean, I'm an actor and it's right. just so, I just so, I, I. You have to be able to move your face. You have to be yeah. able, like a camera is right here. You have to be able to emit emotion in a natural way so it doesn't look like. I'm not opposed. I'm not, I don't, right. uh, you, I'm the last person to judge anyone for anything they they want to do to themselves, right? You know, own it, feel it, live it, love it. But it just was like, I just, it's my face. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I just decided not to. So in terms, as far as skincare, I moisturize. I moisturize in the morning. I moisturize at night. I use an eye cream. And that's about it. I like maybe exfoliate like once a week. Do you like I, to get facials I at all? I don't. I've gotten, I've got, I got a great facial from this place in New York, Tulera, Tulera, I think they're called. And they have this great like skin serum that I, I use sometimes, which is great. It's like an oil that's like awesome that doesn't clog your pores. So I like them and I, I would probably go to them for a facial again, but like sometimes when they like are sort of in your pores and stuff, mm-hmm. it like, I I don't, I don't think facials always work. You want to get all the, you know, totally. dirts and oils and stuff out. But then I, for me, I don't, at this stage, I don't think I need facials. I think I'm doing okay. So I, for me, yes. it's about moisture. And then honestly, this is, you know, take it, people, you know, can take it or leave it. But estrogen has been great for my skin. Like I used to have mm. really bad acne before my medical transition and estrogen after about a year eight months in like it cleared up and my skin just got like really kind of lovely obviously estrogen is not something everyone can do for various reasons talk to your doctor but estrogen has been really great for my skin and I think some of it is genetic Mm -hmm. Um, my mom actually has really great skin I was looking at my mom's skin she like had no makeup on she was just here this weekend and so I think some of that's genetic so I think it's just but it's also about what diet too I find my skin looks better when I'm not eating sugar and carbs and so it's like what I'm my diet as well I find my skin is better when I'm, you know, yeah. eating better. So that's really what it is for me. And I, I stay out of the sun. I'm not a sun worshiper. I, you know, for black folks, the sun doesn't have the same effect in terms of cancer, but it can age you. I've seen, I've seen beautiful black folks, you know, be who spend a lot of time in the sun, and it just it can age you. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful about sun exposure. We're product junkies, so we love you know talking about products that work for us, but I don't think in my entire career of reporting on this, I've ever had someone like yourself say, I'm just gonna be real. Genetics. I'm not the person to talk about skincare. Some moisturizer. Uh, yeah. No facials. And you know, no facials. Like I love that you're being real about. You know, I changed my diet. It helps a little bit. You yeah. know, yeah. estrogen. So thanks for being so transparent about that. And there's a there's an industry. I know this is what you do, but there's a whole industry that wants to sell you things mm-hmm. and. Sometimes I feel like they just make up stuff to sell you. Oh, and yeah. sometimes it's yeah. really about, I mean, what is the overall health? Because I think about, when I think about skincare, it's like, what is the overall sort of holistic approach to how I'm living my life? Yep. What are, I mean, like the water we're drinking and like heavy metals and all these kinds of things that we're putting in our bodies. What's in the food that mm-hmm. that, that we're eating? And so though all of these things are contributing to the health of our skin, how we age or don't age, you know, and then there's a lot of it's genetic as well. Totally. And so so being in a space, I mean, with being okay, you know, I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm in a space now where I'm like embracing my age and I'm like really happy, but like, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. And when I start, you know, I definitely look older than I did, you know, 15 years ago. And so I, but I think I've, what I love about the way I'm aging, wow, I don't know how arrogant this is going to sound or not, but I love that I feel like I'm becoming more myself and like I was a girl then and now I look at myself and I see a grown woman and 
I love my grownness. I love that, like, that is showing in my face and in my body and that, like, I've, you know, curvier and all those things. And I just, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Can we get a round of applause? Okay, so you touched on Angela Bassett. And I want to talk to you about, well, we want to talk to you about a Black Lady sketch show. I okay. think all of us has have seen that you were sketch already. You like the already. third person to ask me about a Black Lady sketch show today, which is like, makes me so happy. It's so good. It is and so you good. are so incredible in that sketch. Thank um, yes. But I really want to know, Kirby and I want to know, what does it mean to be a bad bitch? How can we be a bad bitch? <laughs> yes. Get, 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 like, like, help me. Because I feel like break it down I'm for in the us. basic bitch category yeah. and I need you to like bring like, me to the I bad like side. I like sneakers and flats, but you know. Do Angela I need to be Bass- wearing heels all the time? <laughs> to quote Angela Bassett in a Black Lady Sketch Show, it's okay to be, it's it's fine to be an okay bitch, but not a basic bitch. Yeah, see, that's why I'm scared, Laverne. Help me, please. What does it mean to be a bad bitch to you? I think in the context of that skit, it's very different. Right. Um, <laughs> True. That skit is so brilliant. How yes. brilliant so, is that show? It's I so good. I love that show so much. Robin and, and the crew over there. They're like, so They're so smart. brilliant. Genius. Genius. It's really fully genius. I think being a bad bitch for me... Oh my God. It's like, it's about the truth. Mm-hmm. For me, it's about living in the truth. That That's where I'm at at this moment, this week, that like every day I have to tell myself something to get myself going. And a lot of it right now is about, it is okay to be where I'm at today, that I'm... I woke up the day, oh, I'm getting, why am I being so candid? I'm going to just get spill all my tea. Um, that's just where I'm at right now. I woke up the day of the Creative Arts Emmys on um, this past Sunday, and I was like, I really want to win this Emmy. It's my third time being nominated for an acting Emmy, and I want it to win. And the other two times I was nominated, I, I wanted to win, but I, I was just so happy to be nominated and just so humbled by the, not that I wasn't humbled this time, but like the third time, it's just like, okay, I want to win. And I gave myself permission to say that to the people around me, to my team, to my friends. I was like, I really want to win this. I know the odds are against me that like, I, you know, I'm in sixth place or whatever, according to the odds makers, but I want to win this. And it's probably not going to happen. And am I going to be okay with that? And so I woke up in that truth and then I reached out for support around it. And I was like, this is something I really want. I'm not in control about whether it happens or not. Am I going to be okay if it doesn't happen? And I got support through that. Yeah. And honestly, I, sh- I then like, we got into hair and makeup and my glam team turned me out. And I looked you looked so I good. Felt, but I felt amazing in that Zach Posen dress yes. that I've been coveting for months. And so I went just like in this joy and so I arrived at the ceremony just like I don't know what's going to happen but I feel great because I I was in the truth Mm -hmm. and I got support around that truth so if you are not able to tell the truth to yourself first about what you're feeling you can't get support around it Mm -hmm. so I was able to tell the truth speak the truth and I was able to reach out and get support around it Mm -hmm. and then I was able to be okay with the outcome no matter what happened and I think being a that made me I felt like a bad bitch at the yes. Creative Arts Emmys. You should not taking home the statue yeah. because I was in my truth that day. I was in and I didn't feel bad or what I was in the truth mm-hmm. of what it was and I was in the truth of what I can control. Mm-hmm. And I think being a bad bitch is being in the truth of who you are, not um another thing I used to have as a mantra for myself that I had on my refrigerator in my bathroom mirror in my 
apartment when I lived in Studio City was that I will move through life's challenges today and not put my worthiness on the line. Mm. Worthiness is a birthright. And it actually comes from Brene Brown's mm. work. I oh, love her. She, yeah. in her, you know, she talks about um, shame a lot. She And she was researching on shame. But in her work, she found that there were a group of people who seemed to go through the same challenges as the rest of us, but they didn't do it in a shame-based way like so many of us do like I have done my whole life and she came up with the word for those people she called them wholehearted people and she found in her research that wholehearted people the only thing they do differently than the rest of us is they go through the same challenges that everybody else goes through but they do it without putting their worthiness on the line their worthiness is off the table. So she says that worthiness is a birthright, mm -hmm. that we are worthy because we are here. And so all, we are able to identify the shame triggers by like, you know, the shame triggers for so many of us is like, I will be worthy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll be worthy when oh. I have a husband mm -hmm. or, a, or a wife mm -hmm. or when I get that promotion. And we can, when we identify the prerequisites for shame, right, that I'm going to be worthy when, then we can begin to say, no, 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 no. My worthiness is not contingent on if I lose that 20 pounds. I am worthy right now. Mm -hmm. My worthiness is not contingent on if I get that promotion or not. I'm worthy right now. Mm -hmm. And so wholeheartedness is about how we frame our experiences and how we take our, how we, internalize our sense of worth. And so that is something I have to continually work on. The truth piece and um, not feeling guilty about whatever the truth is um, or internalizing shame about it and then like taking my worthiness off the table that I'm not any less worthy because I've gained five pounds mm -hmm. or because I didn't win the Emmy or because, you know, the show didn't get picked up or whatever it is, some some external thing that um, is supposed to mean something. I'm worthy because I was born and I am connected to, in this moment, an energy that is greater than myself. And I allow that energy to speak through me and to guide me and... Um, that's why this day is really special for me, particularly. I love, I'm having so much fun talking to you, but being mm. partnered with Band-Aid and Red, it's so special to me because it's bigger than me. And I, I think when we connect with something, an energy, a power that is greater than ourselves, and to be of service, that is, it's just the very best feeling. So, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for well, taking are, us to church that, on that. That's a bad bitch. You are an ultimate bad bitch. So <laughs> yes. we will that was follow. Okay, Everything well, that you just I'm gonna be us, yeah. replaying this episode every morning. I'm like, okay, let's. Meditate. Can I tell you? I have to replay, replay in my head. I listen over and over again to Brene Brown audiobooks and and speeches and Oprah speeches and all the folks that I look to. Those are the two biggies. My, my bell hooks, and it's, I just so it's, it's 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 a constant process. It's a practice. This is not something that like, oh, I have the answer now. Right. This is something I have to practice on a daily mm -hmm. basis because I can forget. Totally. We well, we're going to print your quotes and like plaster it on our wall after this. <laughs> I'm getting the tattoo, so oh, don't okay. worry. Okay, cool. Oh my God. Do you have tattoos? Uh, no, not yet. It'll be my first. <laughs> always, always my boyfriend will be first. happy. He has a whole sleeve, so yeah. he's like, Oh my God. Time. I do you not. Do, like, I can't be a tattoo. Best oh, friend. Oh, like, oh, Los Angeles <laughs> tattoos to Just Laverne Cox quotes up and down. No bigs. Oh my God. Okay, so we are sadly. Yeah. at the end of our pod. But we do have one last question. Mm -hmm. What would you tell your 15-year-old self? 15. When I was 15, I was at the Alabama School of Fine Arts in Birmingham, Alabama. I was studying 
classical ballet, and I was just starting ballet. for the, I started studying dance when I was um, in third grade, but not ballet, and so it was so hard, and my body wasn't the ideal body for classical ballet, and it was really hard, and I was so hard on myself. I beat myself up. Like, that became my daily ritual to sort of stand in the mirror in ballet class and just, like, pick myself apart. And, oh, God, <laughs> that, old, that habit dies hard, right? Yeah. So I would say to the 15-year-old Laverne beating herself up and just completely not really... <laughs> Somewhat having a sense of who I was, but really being very, very far away from the truth of who I was and having been bullied. Even in an art school, I was bullied. I would say to myself that you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. This is really hard. You're struggling. But this is all for a bigger reason that you don't understand now, but you'll understand later. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for awesome. being on our pod. Are you going to be, you're going to be at the Emmys on Sunday? I will be at the Emmys on Sunday. We can't Sunday, wait to yes. see what you're wearing. And what, <laughs> we'll be cheering your you makeup on. makeup will look like we will be cheering you on. Thank but you. Is Deja so, doing your makeup? She is doing the makeup. Yeah, yes. We'll have to hit We've had so many this. moments. We're going to have to like, we're going to have to bring it for the kids. Yes. Yeah, please. <laughs> we're going to have to get Deja on we the pod. We would like to be served as well. Yes. You really should get Deja on the pod. Yeah. Deja yeah. is such... Uh, I'm so blessed. Kaya did my hair. Kaya Wright did my hair today. I have my glam team is so amazing. We they they just come with so many ideas and so much creativity. And I thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone I've gotten to work with. You inspire me and you make me better. <laughs> you inspire us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Laverne. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this interview. I hope you had as much fun as we did. I felt like I was being creepy just staring at Laverne <laughs> behind this little mic the whole time. Like, beauty, brains, brilliance. Ooh. Here we go. Yeah. Um, let us know on social how much you loved this interview. Share it with your friends. Go get your band-aids at CBS. Get your band-aids. Everyone has a CBS. Your red band-aids. Your red band-aids. band-aids. They're super cute. Like, put them on your purse or wallet or whatever you have. Even if you don't have a cut, just put them on. Why not? Nelly. Oh, yeah. Nelly. We'll Nelly style it. Okay, guys. Thanks again (laughs) for listening, and we'll see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com